On this episode of the Applegate Experience, I come up with an idea. I had a dream and I'm going to act on it. I'm going to go ahead and get some development teams behind me. And I'm going to go ahead and go down this rabbit hole for the next several months. So hopefully I'll have the financial backing to do so. Visit foodchain.fund to make a difference today. That's right, foodchain.fund. Bitcoin is accepted, by the way. And I look forward to all your interactions here and beyond. So please subscribe to the Applegate Experience if you haven't already. Make it a great day. And we'll see you on the other side. All right. Oh, hey, good morning. Good morning to you all. Have a wonderful day, children. And um, hope my boy has a fantastic learning experience here in his prime years. Eight years old. You know, he's a terrific kid, I must say. Here it is, 8 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. 44 degrees Fahrenheit. I am your host, Stephen Applegate, for the Applegate Experience podcast, the one and only. So on the 5th of November, 2019, making my way up to highway speeds, I find myself often perplexed. Bewildered. Obfuscated. Confused at times. You know, I don't know which way to go, and I feel just as stressed as any of you, perhaps, in certain situations. So this is just human nature. And then I find solace and peace with certain things that help me balance these frequencies. So let me kick back, relax, and uh, jump in the back seat as I let my fully autonomous automobile guide me down this Katakton Mountain Highway for your ears. <laughs> I tell you, this is a fantastic life we live. No matter how distraught you may be, losing a debit card, oh my god, where's my credit card? Somebody's going to go on a shopping spree. and. Uh, Seriously, this is something I'm dealing with right now. So with my wife overseas and my debit card was misplaced somewhere between Sunday and Monday night. So over a course of 36 hours, uh, it was account unaccounted for. So I had to get on the phone with the bank. They canceled the card, issued a new number. And uh, there we go. We're on our way. So thinking about the funds, right? If you've got something where somebody can pick up a credit card and kind of just swipe it out of machine and be done with it, withdraw cash, you need a PIN. If you're going to make a purchase, you insert the chip. you got to have that PIN. So there are security measures in place, which are fantastic. You know, thank goodness for this technology. But when it comes to blockchain technologies, if you uh, erroneously send you know, $50 in Bitcoin to some unsuspecting recipient, <laughs> oh, look at that. I've got $50 from somebody. Well, you know, you, you made a mistake if uh, you send it to somebody in error. And uh, unless if you know who the recipient is and it's a transparent transaction, you can simply just say, ask for it back. That might be the, the way to go. But I think there's got to be that intermediary there. At some point, this um, delegation, this 
regulation that may facilitate these processes, especially as it pertains to blockchain technology. And where am I going with this? I'm not quite sure, but I think that for the scarcity of the Bitcoin technology, as well as the Ethereum and the proof of work that is um, required, there's quite a bit of actual energy that is going into these calculations in order to you know, facilitate this storage of value, which is inherent in its design. So I talk about gold and I published a lot about um, <coughs> this and that on my social media. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the Applegate Experience. Uh, I follow a, a lot of different interests that uh, I participate in learning more and more about hobbies, interests, and things that just really catch my eye. And I try to express as much as possible on the podcast when it comes to these technologies, especially when it comes to virtual mixed reality, augmented um, potential for us to actually become superhuman of sorts. But when you have you know, someone who's overlooking and they're you know, keeping you all in check, time and time again, people are often meddling in the wrong, the wrong thing. I'm not saying that oversight isn't a bad thing, but when you get into spending adequate amounts of time to facilitate these interests. You have to compensate for what you're focusing your attention on elsewhere. So whether it be you know, model airplanes or you know, rockets, you're, you're building a rocket for your kids and who's in the Boy Scouts perhaps. It, this is something that is coming to mind because I'm going through these things with my kids and I'm learning at the same time things that they come home and talk about in school with me and my wife. So I learn about current events at the same time you know, through these social media avenues almost as frequently if not more than my children, considering all the exposure they have in this tablet time. Being at an age where they have secondary devices, an old cell phone that they can simply play a game and be distracted for what seems to be way too long. Wake up, folks. Snap out of it. Shut it off. Power it down. You, do you hear the alarm going off? Does anybody uh, pay attention to this? So, wake up and smell the roses every once in a while and just understand that uh, this day, this very day that we are 
awakened is just another opportunity to make things great. So no matter how stressful your life becomes and how inundated you are with pressure from work or from family and issues that arise that just kind of wreak havoc on your schedule and you're kind of distraught and upset because you're torn in every direction. We all get there. And it'll pass. So I get choked up when I think about, you know, the emotional side of things because I, I know what's important. And holding somebody close and feeling the warmth from their hands is precious because you can give them a hug and you've got that sensation that just encompasses you that love that uh, that brief moment of reflection those memories that come back and you can be happy about who is in your life and cherish that memory that facilitates this purpose And you should supply this purpose to keep going. No matter how long it takes, it's out in the distant future, the unforeseen, unknown future. For goodness sakes, a meteor could come and uh, obliterate everything just a couple hundred miles away from us and the ramifications would be immense. How do we shelter ourselves for something so significant in magnitude? We can't. And someday we'll have to face this. Not you or I, but our future generations. But how do you prepare for such things? And can you plan ahead and alter the course of history simply by planning the trajectory of a meteor? Or harnessing the energy from a super volcano, perhaps? You know, this energy potential uh, could be both catastrophic and beneficial to all mankind. So how do we facilitate that? How do we plan to grow as a society? How do our think tanks facilitate this growth and bringing forth ideas that need to be addressed? and formulating calculations that may address this or that in the proper way. And does it make a difference to you or I in our daily activities that delegate our actions? This untold truth 
this future ahead you know, with these technologies which abound, this, these nanoparticles, these carbon nanotubes, these electrons that pass through this material that could harness the photon energy of our sun simply by having the exposure on a clear surface, any surface. Just the simple motion. This regenerative braking in my automobile. It knows. And the machines will facilitate this. This artificial intelligence, this machine learning, this deep neural network that I often speak of. The quantum computers of tomorrow will be calculating hundreds of thousands, if not millions of years of data within a reasonable amount of time. Something that modern computers can simply not tackle in this day and age. So the precipice, yeah, the singularity, this ability for machines to become aware is uh, closer than we think. In 2020, we should understand and have the foresight that uh, within the next 25 years, we're going to see a significant shift. Just as if we saw this transition similarly between the 1970s and the early 2000s with the internet of things. So once we have this communication, this infrastructure built in, and the ability to computate data, we could have smart cars avoiding traffic altogether simply by maximizing this flow, this motion. These vehicles that are transporting us humans and cargo down the highways of America and around the world. So the logistics alone with blockchain technology and being able to transparently calculate real-time data, yeah, it's no wonder people are getting seriously excited about And I'm trying to play dodgeball here with um, a cement truck, asphalt truck that's dropping stones. Yeah, I gotta get around him. I almost lost my windshield just now. Wow, that was close. You never know. This, um, this Final Fantasy, this, you know, destination, this ability to maybe foretell the future because there may be some catastrophic accident you know, on this such and such a date. Yeah, how do you know? Maybe you have this uh, deja vu. Well, how do you explain that? Well, if you can actually narrow things down, I think it's just simply the firing of the neural synapse, creating memories that 
exist at the same time in all reality as you experience and perceive real time, as well as tapping into memories that were associative in that experience. So if you experience a color or a shift in patterns, your body, your mind, you are recognizing that there is a similar sequence of events. So I think that is, in large part, um, how deja vu is manifested in the mind and how one perceives your reality when you're experiencing deja vu. It's like, wow, I've really been here before. I can't put my finger on it, but uh, let me explain it in such a, such a way. So I think that for those of us who can kind of further explore the possibilities of you know, this untold future in a way that incorporates modern technologies and just hypothetical situations, we can easily factor in so much more when you include artificial intelligence into the equation who could facilitate these questions to be answered. It's like, what, what is the reason? How, how is my neural synapse um, firing these neurons in this part of the brain? So I think that there really needs to be an interface in measuring like the neural lace, perhaps? Real-time data. Okay, his muscles are controlling this action, and the neurons are seemingly firing in this part of the brain. So we understand these things. We just need to know how to manipulate that correlation between what goes on deep in the mind what manipulates our perception and facilitates our understanding in the moment and this mode of consciousness, this ego that we speak of, and what we call the I, the third I, who am I? Oh my, oh my, oh my. It's such a deep and complicated subject that I, I don't know why I talk about it beyond the fact that I'm simply enthralled in this enigma. And we're all here for the show. You may not have the same or similar perception whatsoever in any means. but your experience is no less valid than mine. And the Applegate experience is simply just the task of learning more and more knowledge and applying that to future occurrences that may facilitate or detriment my choice in the action. So I'm glad people like Neil deGrasse Tyson are able to share such vast and deep <laughs> things to, to the general public. And listening to these folks, Stephen Hawking, and listening to 
TED Talks and understanding that these, the physical nature of the universe has a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And recent science will show that the universe is more elliptical than, than anything, and not just a flat plane. Spherical of sorts, and you know, how can that be a surprise? Maybe more of a spiral nature as it applies to the inner workings of all the billions upon billions of galaxies that exist and have yet to be discovered. And here we are on this meager little planet that doesn't have much more than a few humans and their ego guiding their way. What other intelligent life exists out there? It's impossible to say. In fact, there's a, a real high likelihood that we'll never discover anything in our lifetime or in future generations, thousands upon thousands of years in the future. That proves any other life form exists in this universe, in our solar system, and I think we're stuck with what we've got. We've got some high hopes that we might be able to colonize Mars someday, and perhaps that may be our only salvation to get off of this rock, this earthly rock that seems to grow such luscious fruit and peoples. Hmm, I can go for some peoples right now. So this is the interaction. So the result of uh, the Earth peopling, just as if the apple tree were to provide apples, it peoples. The Earth is designated to have this quality. So we are left at our own device to interact with one another as we see fit. And here's this podcast that I find fascinating as I have the ability to describe my innermost subconsciousness in the waking moments, coming up with ideas and you know just this grand design, this foretelling. Oh my goodness, it would be so fantastic to be able to develop such amazing technology and to facilitate that, to partake in kind of get a taste of this fruit. So no matter how many sketches I come up with, no matter how many patents you might be able to register with the office, you've got uh, this idea and you need to implement these actions in order for others to become aware of them and then collaborate. There's got to be an effort between like-minded individuals in order to bring something to light. So beyond just the simple concept, yeah, I mean, how many people are thinking about a smart vanity of all things? Well, let me tell you, um, I've got the idea, it's engineered, and 
let's just draw it up. We'll get the the design team on board with the electrical schematics, and we'll figure this out. We just need the funding, and um, you know the sensors and the the 5G infrastructure to uh, come through and have these smart appliances integrate into this vanity of sorts. So a smart mirror, perhaps, um, in your bathroom wall that has a touch screen. Yeah, you get out of the shower and the thing is all fogged up, but um, don't worry about it. It, uh, it acclimates and it still registers your biometrics. Let's go, buddy. We've got it. Let's take this idea to market and um, make the call. Now, I have this incline, and I know who's who, and I need to reach out to them because they've got similar ambition. And I know that if we've got an extrusion on the market that we can utilize, it'll be a simple assembly. Get yourself uh, the right technology company behind you that actually has the capabilities in outsourcing computer chips. So all you got to do is really assemble the parts and develop the software that actually runs this system that I'm speaking of, this smart vanity. So you look yourself in the mirror a dozen times a day. And it's time that this artificial intelligence can uh, speak back to you and provide some type of service that is coveted. So whether it be picking up on health traits that um, you need to be made more aware of because you've got a an obesity issue, your vanity is going to tell you to straighten out lose the weight and not in so many words <sighs> but somebody's gonna do it somebody's got the technology and um, the ideas to make this happen so I hope all are well and I wish you the best in all your endeavors no matter how errant they may be so please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already thank you for all your time and uh, leave a comment 